Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. The horn is going. Everything that we do every day, we want to be a champion. Get your mind right and let's go. Do the little things. Win every day. It's a someplace they play football. Everything with an attitude. Alabama. Yeah. I don't give a shit who we're playing. Young and educated play against them and make his ass win. That's our framework. That's our MO with the team. Richards and breaks free on the sideline. This is a mauling, folks, a mauling. Fear the tide, honey badger. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Alabama Football Podcast, powered by Bama Hammer. Tom, we're back, and this time we're breaking down the defense. What are the key things that you're looking for to see from the team as we go through spring practice? Man, I'm just I'm ready to see what we're gonna do to to replace the the center of our defense. Um, you know, specifically yeah, you know, I guess the first thing that jumps out at me is 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 linebacker and and safety. So I, I guess I'll start with linebacker. You know, last year we we talked about you know that was an issue, and we talked about how do you replace C.J. Mosley. It's no different than the offensive discussion on Michael Williams. Michael Williams was versatile. Well, of course C.J. Mosley is as well. Sure, we're gonna I mean, be asking how you replace him for years. We are, but but I, I, I guess more specifically, we did not have a, a linebacker last year in our base nickel in a third and five to third eight that could control inside the hash. That's a better way to say it. We had first and second down linebackers yep. trying to play third down. Yeah. So I guess a better way to say it is, does this team have a third down linebacker? Because last year they didn't. Well, and, and, you know, I think you're kind of reading from my notes because, you know, kind of the headline that I put the, that I'm looking for on defense. And, and this is kind of the, you know, I'm, it's it's neat linebacker because that's where I wanted to start, too. And it's type of question that's a little you're just not going to read about this everywhere. But, you know, my question is and, and it's along the same lines. A slight more granular, maybe, but I'm asking: Is this the season? Is this the season that Dylan Lee can get his career on track? I mean, if you think about his career, it has been one of start and stop. You know, in his first game as a true freshman against Michigan, he has an interception. That same season, he sent home from Miami for breaking curfew, and then that seems to be sort of the place setting for his entire career, not really a fixture in the rotation, 
getting spot duty here and last year it seemed uh you know was it two out of three weeks or maybe it's two weeks in a row where he went out with what looked like devastating knee injuries but he but he bounced back i mean he's got titanium bones or something and he just you know came back really an injury and uh continued to practice continued to play but never really getting that that firm grasp of of uh you know i mean not even just being a routine rotation guy just being a, a guy that's out there from time to time and what's interesting is i think that he has skills in uh in in you know relative to a linebacker and even a middle linebacker at that i think he has skills and coverage which you know how many times do we talk we just lamented that that's where we struggle uh coverage linebackers and he's just a guy you know from spring to fall to spring to fall he's in the middle he's on the outside he's in the middle he's in the outside can't find a home and i just think if we would just put him at middle linebacker and in with the thumper that is raglan I think the versatility that they would offer, I think he could be a three-down linebacker, and I think he could give us some of that coverage, coverage skill from that position that we just so desperately need. You think From Dylan Lee? Yes. Sounds like you're 100% on board with that. <laughs> Man, I just I, I agree with everything you just said there as far as you know him not being able to find a home. Um, do I think he's that three-down linebacker? No, I don't. I, I I think he is he is your situational guy that you bring in to spell some other guys, and uh, you bring him in to give you to give you some reps. You bring him in to give you eight to ten reps as a backup in a game. Uh, I don't think he's a starter. Um, I, I think that you know you've brought in a lot of big physical linebackers who have found homes in other places. Ryan Anderson was never meant to be a situational pass rusher. He excels at that. Right. Denzel Duvall was probably not brought in to be, you know, a hand in the dirt edge guy. Right. Right. He, I mean, Denzel, Den, I guess what I'm trying to say is in that one class, you brought in Ruben Foster, Ryan Anderson, you know, Reggie Ragland, you brought in these guys. And let me back up. Reuben Foster was a different class. Yeah. But Denzel Duvall, Reggie Ragland, and Rod Anderson, sure. you brought them all in at the same time to see which one would land. Well, Reggie has comfortably landed in the middle now as a two-down back guy. Right. Last year, you tried to take Trey DePriest. You tried to make him a three-down guy. That was a disaster. And so I, I really think that you've got to give some look to a Sean Dion Hamilton. Yep as a possible guy on third down. And I also think that, that you, that you've got to, to maybe look to some other guys like, like Allen and, and see if, and see if Rashawn, you know, has, has what it takes to, to be in that role. Um, but Ruben's not the guy and I don't think Dylan Lee is either. Okay. Okay. You know, I think that, you know, Sean Deanna Hamilton, I think has, um, he's a little slight, but, uh, a little short, really. He's a stocky plugger. Uh, I think he has a future at the middle linebacker. I I don't know if it's necessarily this year. Uh, I think he's in he's in the rotation. He plays a little bit more. Um, you know, I don't know if Ruben Foster is that guy. All the headlines. You know, I kind of went with the headline is this year that Dylan Lee gets his is his career on track. Well, you won't find that anywhere because everyone's going to talk about is this year that Ruben Foster gets his his career on track. And and I don't know that 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 it, I don't know that he has a um, a straighter shot to the starting middle linebacker position than does Dylan Lee. Um, 
I think athletically his upside is there, but I don't know. I mean, look, let me let me ask it this way: Is he given what we know about him and what we've seen about him? Is he a player right now that you think Saban would trust to man that position? Well, I mean, I think Trader Priest being out in Week One of that you know West Virginia game was interesting because you and I said, why aren't we seeing? you know, Sean Dion Hamilton get a little play. And it was the, you know, it was the brand new starter, Reggie Raglan and Ruben Foster. Sure. And they played the whole game. And it's the first game of the year. And you don't have your conditioning where you need it to be. They were both probably push, pushing 260 pounds. And they were gasping at straws at the end of that football game. Yes. And, and Reggie Raglan slowly but surely, you know, got better each week. And, um... And I think he is going to really blossom in that first and second down role. Do I think Reuben Foster needs to be right beside him? I think Reuben Foster and, and, and Dylan Lee have some good opportunity in first and second down to play beside a Reggie Raglan. To your point, do I see Sean Dion Hamilton jumping ahead of uh, Reuben Foster and Dylan Lee this year? No. I think Dylan Lee and, and Reuben Foster are going to take the trade to pre-snaps, okay? I'm just saying on third down, no offense to any of those three guys, but I don't think those three guys are your answer on, on third and five. Right. To cover that fast, shifty running back. Okay. I just don't. Mm-hmm. And so and so a minute ago, you know, forget Forgive me a minute ago. Whenever you know, whenever I whenever I said Rashawn Allen, I should have said Rashawn Evans. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, a Rashawn Evans is a guy that that came in and 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 did what he did and really good job. You know, finding a role off the edge. You know, do you do you take some other guys out there that you put out there in the spring and, and see how they perform? I I think it's got to be an audition in the spring to find out who is your who is your nimble linebacker who can who can nail that running back if they decide to do a draw and also cover that fast running back? Yeah, no, that's fair. It's going to be interesting to see. You know, Christian Miller is is a guy that was brought in to be an athletic sort of middle linebacker in the mold of of Mosley. So it'll be interesting to see if you know if he's put on some some weight and he's a little more ready for for that. Uh, I, I think he might still be a, a little bit away. I think I, I think Evans is an intriguing. Uh, selection because I think he has the athleticism uh, to maybe start to do some of that. So that's that's going to be interesting. He would be the wild card position because because I do think otherwise it, otherwise it's kind of predictable in in vanilla, right? It's it's some combination of Raglan, uh, Sean Deanna Hamilton, uh, Ruben Foster, and uh, Derek uh, uh, Dylan Lee, and 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 maybe that's your first second team put them in whatever order you want to at two middle linebacker positions. And, and I think there's some quality players there. I really do. I want to be careful about that. High quality players at those positions, but there's nothing dynamic. I don't think about any of those. And so maybe Rashawn Evans has an opportunity to be a splash player uh, at that position and maybe upset uh, that, that, uh, that too deep uh, that I'm thinking there. And if he does that, look, I'll look, I'll go as far as to say this. If he does that in the spring, then we might look at we might look at somebody transfer. And then in that in that case, I think it might be Dylan Lee. If he doesn't get some sort of role 
And, you know, Saban has more than 11 starters. We've talked about that. If he doesn't get some sort of role uh, in, in a sub package or, or if he's not at least the backup to the number one middle linebacker, uh, much like, you know, so that, so that he's in a rotation, then he might look at, do I go somewhere else? I'm not predicting that. I'm just saying there comes a point where I can't break through. There's all of these younger guys. I've got one more chance to just go have fun playing playing ball. And, um, you know, do I want to do that not getting to play, or do I want to go somewhere and just and play and have a good time? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing that out there. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens at, at, uh, at that position. Um, I don't know. Any, any other thoughts on the linebacker, or you want to head somewhere else? No, I just I think you I think you said it best. I think Sean Dean Hamilton is is in there with those other three. Those four guys battle for the two starting spots. The other two will be the backups. And so let's let's transition to safety because last year we said Landon Collins needs to be put in there in the box because we didn't have a nickel linebacker. Well, now Landon Collins is gone. Yep. And, you know, God bless him. I wish him the best. Um, but, you know, he he was the – he was not our fastest safety, okay? Uh, he was not our he, – he was our – he was our best hybrid linebacker slash strong safety. Yes. He was able to cover in the hashes and be physical at the point of attack. And then he was able to drop back in center field if you needed him to. And so this year, I'm anxious to see if you, if you ask me the next thing I'm really looking for is I'm really ready to see uh, Hootie Jones and what he brings to the table this year. Yep. I'm excited to see that the door has been opened and I'm ready for him to kick it down. I I am one hundred percent with you, and and when we think about Landon Collins, what was it? I don't even think it was last year. I think it was the year before where we tried to keep count of the number of positions that that he was playing, you know, between free safety and hybrid linebacker and nickels and dimes and and uh, strong safeties and and whatnot. And he ended up playing. I think I think we got up to five, you know, positions that it looked like that he was playing and kind of rotating. Uh, around and so when we think about safety, I you know th- one of the key questions that I have is is in particular free safety. What are we going to do at free safety? And if you think about you know Landon maybe wasn't best suited for a free safety, but intellectually or his knowledge of the defense allowed him to be able to do that. Vinny Sinceri clearly was not a free safety type, but his understanding defense allowed him to do that. They essentially ran the show uh, in the in the secondary from the free safety position. If you think about HaHa Clinton Dix, Robert Lester, Rashawn Johnson, they all play in the NFL today based on what they did at free safety at Alabama. Uh, you know, Nick Perry is going to get a look because of what he did, especially as a senior, as a free safety in, in Alabama defense. And so you think, man, of a very unheralded position, <laughs> We've run a lot of talent through the free safety position. And so you start to wonder, I start to wonder, who the heck is going to step up and be the free safety this year? It's a little bit of a combination of raw athleticism, and we've seen this demonstrated, right, in these in these players. Raw athleticism juxtaposed or in partnership with an understanding of the secondary. 
and and it just it makes me kind of get creative and who's going to be in that position is Gino going to have uh, an opportunity at free safety does Cyrus Jones maybe get knocked from his position at corner uh, and have a chance to play free safety he's actually out of spring drills and so him being out may actually make it easier to slide him over to to free safety with the competition that's going to in that corner, you know, Jabril Washington, Jonathan Cook, Mo Smith. I mean, we've got a lot of guys that have kind of been around but not gotten uh, exclusive playing time opportunities. Do you think one of those guys step up in, into the free safety boot gets Hootie? Do you think Hootie's more of a strong safety? I mean, what, what, are, your, what are your thoughts? Because we could talk about both positions, uh, both safety positions, because we have, we have a need at both. Yeah, I think Hootie Jones is going, you know, from, from what we have seen of him, I think he is going to be the next guy to wear the. I think he's the. I think he is. I think. I think his role is going to be strong safety. I, I don't okay. think there's anybody else currently on the roster that is. Well, I'll put it this way: if if he doesn't step up and seize the strong safety position, we're really in trouble at strong safety, because I don't think anybody else who's currently on the roster. We got a bunch of we got a bunch of guys who we could move over to free safety, but we don't have a bunch of guys that we could move over to strong safety. You, you and I both know that you know we've we've had we've had guys in the past we've had to move from linebacker to strong safety because we didn't have any strong safety types, and so um, this this that you you talk about. Depth at tight end. This is a team that lacks some serious depth at the strong safety position. We absolutely do. You know, there's a couple of freshmen that uh, that are coming in that you know potentially could could have an opportunity there. Uh, you think about maybe a Keith Holcomb uh, does something, tries to do something like a like a Vinny, uh, but nothing that feels really good. Nothing that just says yes, I can plant my flag. Uh, on on that approach, there's not you know there's not a Mark Barron you know on the roster. There's not a there's not someone that just is is a very clear cut and dried uh, selection at that position. And so you do start to think about yeah, based on size purely alone, uh, you know Hootie's the guy you know has to be given the the first shot at uh, in strong safety. And you know we need some depth behind him there. But, uh, you know, and, and like you said, we've got a lot of names that we could kind of throw at their free safety spot and see what opens up. If we have to start taking some of those same people and putting them at a strong safety position, you know, then you're, you know, take a corner and move him, move a corner to free. But you start to move a corner to, to strong and you got different kind of body types. Uh, you got, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of working against yourself. You know, Eddie Jackson might be someone that I could think about, you know, Hey Eddie, over the summer, go put on 10 pounds because he's already kind of big. Uh, and so you could, you could think about him maybe in that position, but man, I, it, that's a, that's a goal. That's a hole. I think we call it during recruiting that, that, you know, that that's a position of, of concern. I know going in the last season, it was, I thought the, the weakest position we had on, on the team. And, uh, you know, here we are this year, it stands to be even worse. So I, I, I don't know. Do you, who do you think that it is? Well, well, I think what's key about that is in the base nickel that Alabama likes to run, that, you know, when C.J. Mosley was here, you had C.J. Mosley as the only linebacker in the game. 
right? Yep. And you had a strong safety type down in the box as well. And so these two guys are in the middle of your defense on your on your key third downs. And we're talking about them both being holes. Yep. I mean, you got a lot of good front seven guys coming back, specifically front four guys. Yes. But I think your point about Eddie Jackson is valid. Um, but I'm glad you mentioned Mark Barron because I didn't mention his name a minute ago. Mark Barron is a great example. He played linebacker all through high school. Yep. He never played in the secondary. And and Al, the good news is is we have a great coaching staff that is really good at seeing things like that and making moves like that with Mark Barron. And so I think this is a fun conversation that we'll probably need to have in our wrap up spring show as well, where we yep. talk about, you know, A Day, et cetera. <laughs> and and we kind of and we and we kind of see what we saw there because yep. I don't if I had to give my guess right now, it's going to be a true freshman. There's going to be a guy in this year's class that just signed that is going to get some serious playing time at strong safety. Yeah, that's how deficient I think we are at strong safety. Well, and in in our recruiting show, we kind of talked about that. Ronnie Harrison, and we each kind of picked different guys, but you know, Ronnie Harrison, true freshman, six three, two ten, participating in spring practice. He starts to uh, his, his name starts to you know based on just his his stat profile alone. Um, you know, he kind of he kind of steps up the roster as you know who could man the the strong safety position. You know, who he goes six two two twenty. I mean, he's a big old boy. You think that you know there's you know there's linebackers not that big, and so you think that well he needs to play closer into the box. Uh, you know, Ronnie Harrison is a true freshman six three two ten. That starts to seem like a natural place for uh, uh, that size defensive back to be. So I think uh, – and, and the fact that he's here in the spring, I think, gives him uh, a head start uh, you know, on anyone else. I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, how those guys uh, develop, you know, how they kind of work through that position because we don't have the numbers to just throw at it like we do in the second there, like we do at free safety. How we're going to have so many cornerbacks of, of top talent that you could take one of the, these cornerbacks and move them to free safety – because because there's just so many of them. Um, we just don't have the body types for the strong safety. So those that we do have, uh, they really need to step up and, and, and play the position. What else on Well, I, I will tell you real quick to that point. If the experiment doesn't go well in the spring with the strong safety, we've always talked about Nick Saban and, and needing three starting cornerbacks and mm-hmm. how important three starting cornerbacks are. Because you have so many cornerbacks that do have experience, you might end up getting to a point where you have a starting defense that is three cornerbacks, a free safety, and no strong safety. Yeah. You could. You could I mean, be in a situation where you have four linebackers, three cornerbacks, a free safety, and four down linemen. Just keep that just keep an extra linebacker yes. on the field. And say, yes. you know, we don't have uh, a strong safety and, and, you know, a strong safety maybe is not going to be your best cover guy anyways. Uh, and right. so we're going to take, um, we're going to take one of our more athletic. And so go back to a Christian, uh, Christian Miller, Christian Miller, uh, yes. you know, that kind of guy, 
uh, you know, Rashawn Evans, we talked about him last year, uh, for, as, as we were planning, uh, as, or as, as we were prepping for West Virginia, he practiced. Uh, he ran the scout team at a, at a safety. And so it could be, yeah, that's how we start to come up with names to throw at the position, almost kind of by redefining the position. We're going to, we're going to play. We're going to play with an extra linebacker. And look, we talked about doing that with Landon, if effectively calling him an extra linebacker. And so this year we would just do it with an extra linebacker as opposed to a DB we're calling a linebacker. No, absolutely. Well, hey, man, what? give me something on defense for you that, that jumps out at you. Well, you know, this 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 is uh, this was kind of in my wheelhouse. And so you'll get a kick out, out, of, out, of, me, out of me going to this place. But uh, – you know, I'm asking the question: Does Geno keep the star position? And you know, it's easy. It should be a resounding yes. But he has been so tenuous in the lineup for the last couple of years. It, it seems that his most sort of guaranteed playing time was as a true freshman after we lost to Texas A&M, and he played you know almost every snap the rest of the way. He has had such a hard time getting on the field the last two years. Part of it was his own doing with the DUI and got him in the coach's doghouse, and and Jarek Williams coming back from injury uh, played kind of lights out, and and so he got wildly pipped a, a little bit. But you know, even last year for for what to me was no no clear reason, he was not a mainstay. Uh, I mean, he got more reps, but he was he was not a mainstay. And so does he sort of come back and burst through and become what I've always thought he he was? Or does he does he kind of lose his way with all of these corners? Maybe, you know, remember uh, Javi uh, Arenas, right? He was a corner. But when we went to uh, nickel, he he's he moved down and played. um you know, played the the star position, and so do we do something like that? Uh, that that's how we get that that star position field is we we move in one of the corners to that position, and then you know backfill the the corner spot because we've got you know the talent at uh, at corner. So I don't know. I mean, Gino's the kind of guy that I could see him being a starting free safety who moves down to to star. I could see him being the full-time star, or I could see him struggling to get reps again. I mean, his range of, of opportunity to me is about as broad as it gets. Um, and, um, you know, he could go back to free. He could be the next great free safety, right? Or he could struggle to get playing time at, at you know, at the at the star, right? At a an, an alignment based uh, or alignment driven position. So that's kind of that's kind of the question I have on that. Just kind of react to that. What's what's your thoughts on that? Am I nuts? No, I, I well, I, I think that if you look at the free safeties that we you know that we've had in the past couple of years, you can argue that Geno Smith is more capable and, and should be able to fill that spot better than Nick Perry and his predecessors. And so I, I'm going to say that of, of those three Jekyll and Hyde scenarios, you know, I'm going to say that that I think free safety is where he lands. Okay. And I think because of the talent we have at cornerback, that we can find a third cornerback and that we need him more at free safety. <clears throat> okay. So you think Gino gets the nod at free safety? I think it's his job to lose in the spring. Okay. Nice. And if he loses it, I think it's his job to lose from Jabril and Mo Smith. Yeah, 
Okay. Those are the names that, that I would put there. Uh, I, I saw someone talking, saying good things about Jonathan Cook. Uh, so it'll be interesting to to see kind of where he, he fleshes out. It kind of goes back to you said, and, and, and I've already repeated it twice, but we've got a lot of names to throw at the corner and the dime and the free safety position. Um, and the star too, I think, because that that's uh, we 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 do better when the star is a corner, uh, and so we have a lot of names that we could sort of carpet bomb all of those positions. It's the strong safeties where we have the biggest gap, and then and then together, man, that just creates a lot of discussion, a lot of room for a lot of different faces to see time, especially in the spring, in the secondary. I mean. The reports are going to come out hot and heavy every day about a, you know different guys starting at different positions, um, because because we're going to be we're going to be rotating guys around I think quite aggressively. What else on defense? Do you have, do you have anything else on defense? You know I I think when you look at the when you look at the front four people like to call them the front seven but let's face it right the the strength of this defense is going to be in the front four mm-hmm. and, um, you know, enjoy seeing a Sean Robinson. This will be the last of him. Oh yeah. Um, we, we talked last year, we talked last year about, about Jerron Reed. Uh, we talked about how he looked at a day. We talked about how he held the point of attack. We talked about how he was. We knew at a day he was going to win the starting job. You and I said at a day that he was going to beat out Brandon Ivory, and he did. Yes. And so, you know, the the the, the strength of this team was Jonathan Allen, Ashawn Robinson, and and Jerron Reed. Well, and and DJ Petway. Let's face it; those four guys played played very well up front. So, I want to see a healthy Denzel Duvall come back. We didn't get to see him play the way right. he's capable of playing. Um, I'd, I'd like to see him come back. And I'm also interested to continue to see the development of Dalvin Tomlinson um, and, and, and what he can bring to the table. You know, I'm kind of bouncing around on you. Probably the biggest thing that I want to see is I want to see more Rashawn Evans and Tim Williams on third and long, one from one edge and one from the other. We only did that a couple times toward the end of the season, but when we did, we had a ton of success with that. And uh, that's that's something that I hope we continue seeing. I think that, and I agree with you because there's if the defensive line is going to be fun to watch. I mean, everything else that we've talked about is a question, is a concern, is something that we want to go on. We need to see some improvement and development on. But relative to the defensive line. I think it's going to be, I you know, I said last year it was going to be a weapon. I think it was. I think this year it's going to be even more of a weapon with, you know, all the names that you mentioned. Jaron Reed, we know what he is, where last year we was, we were hoping. You know, Jonathan Taylor is another just huge uh, JUCO uh, acquisition. I think he's going to be better than Brandon Ivory. And so last year you could say we had Jaron Reed and Brandon Ivory. This year we're going to have Jaron Reed and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I think that's going to be an improvement. Dalvin Tomlinson has to be feeling really good right now because I think this is the first season since what, maybe his junior year in high school that he didn't have an injury uh, that he was coming, coming off of or, uh, or, you know, kind of battling his way back from. So Dalvin has to be feeling really, really good. Uh, you know, kind of knock on wood. You hope that that, that sustains itself. Ashawn Robinson. I mean, what else do you want to say about the guy? DJ Petway, Darren Lake, I think still has some development, but some opportunity. And so all of sort of the big guys, 
Uh, and I, I love Jonathan Allen. We're, we're going to see some see some of him. But like you said, I feel like I'm just saying you know what you said. But but how does a a Deshaun Hand and um, you know how is he used? How does he develop? And a Tim Williams. I mean, I just read a, a and, and it's a player interview, and I get you know hyperbole, but such a compelling interview from uh, Ragland talking about you know Tim Williams, you know saying you know man if he'll just get his head in the playbook, you know he could lead the country in sacks. I mean, he's that type of of fast, athletic, you know, freaky uh, type of player that he can be as good as he wants to be, and we've heard that said about players before, but. Um, and that that that's something that's going to be fun to watch. If he can actually do that, then that just adds you know a very dynamic element that simplifies a lot of our questions and concern about you know free safeties and corners, right? No, that's true. And I'm I'm glad you mentioned Deshaun Hand, and and I want to try not to restate what you said. I, I do want to just point out that we do have such good play from our front four that Deshaun Hand didn't get much run. And right. he was the number one player in the country. So I, I just want to point out what you just said, how big of a story that really should be, that the number one player in the country struggled to get on the field for us last year. Right. And what does he do about that this year? Yeah, I mean, he's going to know the system, uh, you know, a lot more. That's going to be part of it. And – um you know he's going to be acclimated to college and all all of that stuff, which is not unimportant. And does he does he does he push a DJ Petway or something? Nor nor is to your point, right? Is he good enough to beat out one of those guys for a starting job? I think he might end, be. I think at the end, yeah, he is. Uh, at, at, at one of the end spots, I think he I think he definitely is. Uh, and if not if not just outright beat them, uh, at least get into a significant rotation. Co-starter type of situation. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where we're just we're just running guys, you know, on and off the field, you know, to uh, to have some depth. And I think I think he's I think he's firmly in the rotation. You know, it, you know, articles about oh, can't wait to see him him blow up. I almost take it as a given that he's going to. And so the question isn't does he? Uh, that's not to me a question. I think it's a given that he does. I think the questions are at these, some of these other positions that, that we've explored. And it's interesting, you and I must be of the – and so we're kind of celebrating the defensive line, and the questions that we have are are more like cherries on top, right? Uh, it's it's everywhere else that there's questions that, that you know, kind of have darker meaning, <laughs> I guess, if you will. No, absolutely. Fantastic. Well, I'm excited, right? It's spring practice. Spring is in the air. All those, all those uh, exciting things. Uh, I, I can't wait. Uh, you know, I guess we need everyone to behave themselves and and not get uh, in trouble on on their spring breaks. Everyone come back ready for uh, practice. I look forward to the daily reports and keeping up with it, what's going on, tracking all of the stuff that we've talked about, as well as just a million other stories that you and I are both thinking about, but uh, just didn't put into the show tonight. And uh, absolutely looking forward to a day. Uh, getting to see the players that you don't get to see very often, unique combinations. Uh, the head-to-head competition is always fantastic. Looking forward to that. Anything else you want to say before we close them up? No, man. I think uh, I'm looking forward to uh, some practice footage and, and giving us some more stuff to break down. Fantastic. 
Well, hey, check us out on iTunes. Leave us an authentic uh, review there, and we'll be happy to share that with everyone. In the meantime, this is another edition of the Alabama Football Podcast brought, brought to you by Bama Hammer Roll Tide. Thanks for listening to the Alabama Football Podcast. We love that you're tuned in and hope that you enjoyed the show. We encourage you to reach out and let us know what you like, where we can improve, or just to shout out a Roll Tide. We are where you are. iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, email newsletters, t-shirts, free roster downloads, and of course, on the web at alabamafootballpodcast.com. Check us out where you'll find easy links to your favorite way to follow the tie. Got that, Coach? Of course. Roll Tide. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.